Welcome to Pouring Over Pages, a podcast of words and wine. I'm Alexa. And I'm Maritza. Time to pop off the page. Yay! Yay. Today we have a really, really, really special guest, and her name is Christina Davis, and we were connected through the National Kidney Foundation, which all of you know is very, very near and dear to my heart. It's a foundation that helped answer a lot of my questions when my brother was first diagnosed with um, stage four chronic kidney disease and gave me the information that I needed to understand what living donation was all about. And I have fundraised for them and I have just been so in love with everything that they represent and everything that they do. So Christina, to have you on the podcast today means so much to me. Welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Maritza. Thank you, Alexa. I'm absolutely delighted to um, be a guest on your podcast and so excited to share more about NKF, the Authors Luncheon, and um, exactly what Authors has to do with kidney disease. So, Well, that's that's exactly how we connected, right? The National Kidney Foundation kind of put us together knowing my love of all things literary and the fact that you are so tied to this event and you're really the heart and soul of it. So let's just start with that. I mean, what is the connection, right? Where is the natural connection? Because I was a little shocked at first. I thought, hmm, authors, literary stuff, National Kidney Foundation, like, where is that bridge? But ultimately, once we started chatting, we were like, well, storytelling is storytelling, right? So how how did you get into working on this particular event at, at a NKF? Yeah. Um, so I am, I'm fairly new to this event. I'm about a year in. And prior to joining NKF, my background is actually within the arts. So and specifically within contemporary art and museums and design. So quite different. But uh, when I saw the opening for NKF needing a development manager and specifically for the author's luncheon, being a reader, working on publications, you know, working on storytelling and amplifying the voices of our community just felt right. So I was like, this is the perfect fit. And I just kind of ran with it from there. And I mean, for for someone who's not familiar with the overall mission of NKF, can you talk to us a little bit about what NKF means to you personally and why you wanted to work with them? It's it is very specific, right? It's it, you were working in museums. That's a very different kind of nonprofit work. But what drew you to to NKF specifically? Yeah, absolutely. Specifically, I mean, health equity, equity within the healthcare system, and also, you know. Working in the arts, working within our communities, working within nonprofits, I've always had this urge to serve and also to amplify voices of patients, of people who, you know, are just everyday people, just like us. And when I researched NKF, their mission, and I'll just state their mission right now. National Kidney Foundation is revolutionizing the fight to save lives by eliminating preventing kidney disease, accelerating innovation for the dignity of the patient experience, and dismantling structural inequities in kidney health care, dialysis, and transplantation. It really connected with me. I've had family members who have struggled with kidney disease, and I 
really deeply understand, you know, kind of what it's like to be a family that's trying to find answers. And I wanted to be part of the solution to provide help. I mean, that that resonates with me, obviously, on a very personal level. I was I was fortunate enough to know when my brother first told us and he told us so casually, like I think back to the day and I'm like, how are you so like chill when you told us this? But that's a whole other thing. But when he told us that he was sick, I knew immediately that transplantation was an option, right? Like I had been educated in some way. I had known this information, but I know that for a lot of people, that's actually not common knowledge. I know that for a lot of people, they actually don't know that when you become a living donor, that you can live a perfectly normal life after the fact. There are just so many things that I think people are not readily aware of simply because this information is not prevalent, right? And so the National Kidney Foundation really, I mean, the the website was obviously the first place that I went and the information was just there. It was just, it was just ready for me to find in the most easy kind of comprehensive way. So I totally understand. And, And I think that when you initially hear news like this, like you have, the first thing you are is, is a little bit numb, but also a little bit scared, but also a little bit confused, right? Like you're experiencing just myriad emotions. And so what NKF really does is I think not only provide answers, but also kind of ease you into the process of your new life. I always say that this is kind of chapter two for us, right? It's my brother's second chance at life. It's very much a a, a new chapter for me living in this body that now looks different, feels different, functions differently, but still gives me everything that I could ever need, right? To thrive and to live. So I'm, I'm, I'm really just touched by, you know, by what you said, but I really love the fact that NKF uses these really creative kind of tie-ins to bring people into their mission and to educate. And that's, I think, what the luncheon is really all about, right? It's storytelling, it's authors. I mean, who doesn't love books? I would like to think everyone does. I know that's not true, (laughs) but we're on a mission here. We're on a mission here, right, Alexa, to get everyone (laughs) to love books. That's our goal. I believe that if you don't love reading, exactly, you just haven't read the right book yet. So how, how, how do you feel the luncheon kind of brings new people into NKF's mission and educates them on this, um, you know, on, on this mission that you just, you know, so beautifully read to us? Absolutely. So that's really, you know, one of the unique um, things about this event is, is that it reaches such a broad and diverse audience. And, you know, we have over the past now 35 years, we're celebrating 35 years this year, we've invited so many authors and um, partnered with so many authors over these years. And there's truly something for everyone. We've had chefs come talk about their books. We've had fiction, short story writers, poets. So there's, there's something for everybody, I like to think. And really what what we're striving to do is, of course, fundraise, but then to also build awareness and elevate the conversations around kidney disease and how this event can can quite literally change lives. And it has. So, you know, just uh, just a quick stat. There's probably about one in every three people are at risk for kidney disease. So when you think about it that way, it really puts things into perspective that, you know, I mean, it's it's not too uncommon. So being able to share resources and educate folks how to, you know, prevent kidney disease is also important. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that one of the main things that I've learned about kidney disease through NKF is exactly that, the preventative measure, right? That if you're someone who has high blood pressure, right, you are at risk. How can you take care of that? Diet, uh, exercise, making sure that you're hydrated. I've always got, you know... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my my big drinking water my big here. water bottle with me <laughs> i'm always drinking water because i learned so much about you know about what this means but i also want to highlight and you gave me such a killer list last time but i want to highlight some of the authors that have actually participated in the luncheon alexa they had lauren groff on yes. which i freaked out about when you said all the authors i'm like i wonder if they have any of our authors that we've read on the podcast that's amazing mm-hmm. and we so we reviewed i think i mentioned this to you when, when we chatted christina but we actually reviewed and discussed lauren groff's matrix on the podcast and that was the last episode that we recorded before i went through my donor nephrectomy. So that was like the last hurrah before I was, you know, in a hospital bed and reading other things (laughs) to cheer me up. But we're big, big fans. So yeah, can you talk to us about like, just how how you get these big name authors and who some of these authors are? Because I think that maybe we can compile a list and share them as well with our readers, you know, if if that's of interest, which of course, I know it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, so I'll start off with our, our 2023 featured authors. And yes, Lauren Groff is is joining us this year. We are absolutely delighted. She has a new release, The Vaster Wilds, you know, and I know it's going to be an absolutely fantastic, fantastic read. So we have her. Then we also have Lee Child, who if you're familiar with the Jack Reacher series, he is the writer for the Reacher thriller novels. And he's also involved with the Amazon Prime series as well. So we're really delighted to have him. And um, and then we have Mac Barnett and Sean Harris. They are coming as a duo. Mac Barnett is a author, best-selling children's author, and Sean Harris is a illustrator. So we're super excited to have them. They have a sequel coming out to their first book. The first book, I believe, was like The First Cat in Space Ate Pizza. I believe it's what it's called. And That sounds so cute. <laughs> very cute. And interestingly enough, it is a action-packed graphic novel that was based off of a popular live cartoon that they started, I believe it was during the pandemic. So there's version two of their book that's about to be released this fall, and um, we're happy to have them. And then last, we have Anita Gail Jones. She is a debut author with a a new novel, um, The Peach Seed. And she's another fiction author. We're so thrilled to have her join us. I believe she is an artist and a storyteller as well. She is from the Bay Area. So, you know, really happy to have authors that are from from all over, quite literally all over the nation. Then past years, I mean, we've had we've had stellar lineups. Last year we had Jennifer Egan. Michael Connolly. In the past, we've also had Joyce Maynard, Amy Tan, Annie Leibovitz, and Diane Ackerman. So just to name a few, we've had so, so many fantastic and awesome authors, and they do participate out of of their generosity. So we're thrilled to to have them on board. And um, and then just want to also let you know, our 
process for selecting the authors is supported by Book Passage, our literary partner. They are based in San Francisco. And if you haven't been to the Book Passage bookstore, it is a wonderful, wonderful place to just spend some time, peruse through the bookshelves and yeah, get your get your literary fix. That's amazing. I love that you guys are partnered, you know, with that kind of organization because it allows for that diversity to feel very natural. It, it brings the literary community into it, right? So it's like it's the bridging of two worlds. And I also want to thank you for sending over some of the copies because I've already received some of the copies and I didn't realize that the Lee Childs book is a is an advanced reader's copy. So I feel very cool receiving that. That's very special. I don't mm. always receive arcs, but when I do, I'm like reminded <laughs> of just how privileged that is to be among the first. It kind of reminds me of that like ridiculous scene in The Devil Wears Prada where she asks, where Miranda Priestly asks her assistant to get the latest Harry Potter book that hasn't been published. And she like has to like bind get it herself. That's what I feel like stuff. when I receive an arc. <laughs> yes, that's literally how I feel. <laughs> but um, Christina, can you actually also tell us a little bit about the author's connection to the mission like do you find that they are also in the midst of like just learning a ton about you know the mission or do some of them connect with you all because they themselves have some sort of connection to kidney disease like what is what usually inspires them to to want to get involved excellent yeah so you know it's really it really depends you know there are some authors that feel Quite connected to the mission. And we, you know, they may have a, a connection to kidney disease, but we we might not know it. There are a number of authors who return to the event. So for example, Lee Child, he has participated in the past and has truly expressed how much he's loved the event, how much he was inspired by it and agreed to return this year. And we've had a, a few other authors who have returned in the past. So we're always so happy to, to welcome them back. And then we have some authors who do have connections to uh, kidney disease and who are, you know, open to, to sharing their connection. Last year, Margaret Wilkerson Sexton, she, she participated and she shared a connection that she had uh, kidney disease within her family and was just absolutely fantastic to work with during the program. You know, Michael Krasny interviewed her and I believe she also got some press, uh, some airtime before, before the actual event. Um, so really, it truly depends. And sometimes our authors are are willing to share a bit about, you know, their past and, and if there is a connection. And other times, some of the authors are just inspired, of course, by the work that NKF does and, and by the event itself, too, and how we can move the needle just by bringing together so many diverse supporters. Yeah. And I mean, it also, it also proves how fiction and storytelling can educate, right? Like there are people that I'm on a mission to convert them because they believe that fiction is just not, it's not it, right? Like you're not learning anything unless it's nonfiction. But then you think of this author like Abby Jimenez, who I'm a big fan of. She writes a lot of rom-coms and her latest book, Yours Truly, one of the characters, her brother is in need of a kidney transplant. And I just think to myself, what a what an easy way, right, for someone to maybe learn about this, because if I would have read that book, I don't know, 
10 years ago. Maybe that would have been something that allowed for me to be a little bit less scared when my time came, right? When my family's time came. So the power of fiction to educate, I mean, this event I think is very much proof of that because whether they have a connection to kidney disease or not, whether they have or their family, you know, the the power of storytelling is really what allows, I think, for us to come together in this way to help each other and to just create an environment where people can be a little bit less afraid. And I think it's a big win, you know, when when you're able to do that. But in terms of the event itself, you had mentioned to me that it is in person, it's in the Bay Area, but there's a virtual component. Is that a thing that happened because of COVID? Has it always been that way? What is that like? What can people expect if if our listeners choose to participate um, in the virtual component? Or of course, if there are in the Bay Area, um, you know, join in person. But what can people expect from this luncheon? What is a typical program like? So we do, yes, we do have a virtual component. It's a hybrid program. We expect about 450 to 500 guests to attend in person. And then and you're absolutely correct. Since COVID, we've actually expanded our reach by offering a virtual live stream for guests to join from their favorite reading nooks, from you know their favorite cozy spots, and and view the program in real time. So we have those two options that has helped us expand our reach immensely. You know, I last year looking at our numbers, we had guests joining in not only from all across the nation, but also from Germany, from Canada, from the Netherlands, and from Mexico. So truly, it makes my heart sing to, to you know, see that our reach is just expanded and growing, and we're able to share our mission with even more folks across, across the globe. And um, if you do want to attend in person, there are a number of ticket options. You know, we have a book signing portion that is available pre-program and post-program. But if you want to attend virtually, you will likely join our program um, by signing on to a virtual live stream link around 12 p.m. PST or 3 p.m. EST. And the program runs about two, two and a half hours. And the first part of the program is mission focused. And we have a featured patient speaker who will take you through their journey and we haven't yet released our patient speaker, but uh, stay tuned. I'll, I'll keep you all um, in the know. And then the second part of our program is the author's Q&A interview. So that's probably about a good hour portion and, and the later half. Amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And I love the, the in-person and virtual components because like you said, you get such a bigger audience and much bigger reach and, and educating more people. I mean, that's what we're here to do, you know, build community and educate around this cause. So that's amazing. And of course, you guys are in San Francisco near a bunch of amazing wine. And I heard that you have a special partnership with a winery over there. We do. We do. We have Baylor. They are our wine partners and they've um, supported the event for, for so many years along with Book Passage. They're absolutely fantastic. We've worked with them closely for a number of years, um, not only with uh, wine, but also, you know, activating the VIP component of the event. They've generously also donated 
experiences to our auction and we're we're just so grateful to um to have them. So I highly recommend their wines if you haven't tried them yet. And also they have a tasting room in Paso. So if you're if you're in the area, they have they have an opportunity to go and taste. No, definitely leading um you know the way in Paso Robles with their Cabernet, they are on the wine and spirits top 100 wineries list for a second year in the row, like big things coming. And I believe we are trying their Chardonnay and a red blend um, soon. So you guys could check that out on the Instagram. Yeah, we'll, we'll be sure to drink the wine. You can always count on us to drink the wine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can't thank you enough, Christina. Is there anything else that you want to share with our audience about the event or about NKF or anything um, that you feel you know, they can take away from, from today's conversation? Absolutely. Um, well, thank you for having me and for, you know, being able to spread the word about the event. I really want to say that, you know, the author's luncheon is so much more than, than the authors. It is an event that has quite literally changed lives. And most recently, in the past few years, we've had two individuals, separate individuals, who have attended the event and um, that were inspired to become living donors. So really, it is it is something that is an incredible and unique event. It's an incredible and unique opportunity to experience. So highly recommend going. We have tickets available. And if you can't be there in person, we would love to see you on Zoom. So please feel free to um, reach out to me at the NKF. My name is Christina Davis and um, happy to answer more questions if anyone has any. Definitely. Remind us of the day. I know it's coming up soon in October. Yes. October 28th. It's a Saturday. And um, it's a it's an early event. So the program starts at 12. Like I said, typically our registration and our book signings for in person, they open at about 11. And there's an early VIP at 10 a.m. for, um, you know, those those early morning partiers. Yeah, no, it sounds amazing. It sounds like a full fabulous day of mission driven book reading, loving wine drinking lunch and fun. Absolutely. Everything we love. Everything we love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, it's just amazing to hear that the event inspired people to consider and to become living organ donors, which is, I wholeheartedly believe, the coolest, greatest club that anybody can be a part of. As someone who's in it, I can tell you that my peers are just the greatest. I mean, it's, 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 an, it's such an amazing thing. It's such an honor, you know? So that's amazing that you guys are able to change lives this way by educating, by inspiring, bringing people together through literature, through conversation, through storytelling. It's truly amazing. So we cannot possibly thank you enough for taking the time for talking to us and for looping me in, you know, how much I, I really care about these issues. And I hope that we can inspire people to really look into y'all's mission and hopefully support and attend the event. So again, thank you so much. And as always, we end our podcast with a cheers. Cheers. Cheers.